This Greg Collins Substitute Teacher's Lounge. Yes, that's a corny podcast episode title, but we substitute teachers have a secret to tell the teachers today. What is it? Bell ringers just ain't working. All right, guys, it's a good week. Substitute teaching has already started back for many of you. In fact, I think I misspoke. I think the majority of you have already gone to school. We are, I'm recording this on August 17th. I'm sorry, we're going back to school on August 17th in my area. Recording this on August 14th. And I can tell that, you know, when in the summer, a, a podcast about teaching, it kind of fades a little bit. Two weeks ago, I told you that that episode from two weeks ago was our most popular episode of the summer. Last week's episode passed it. So I can tell everybody's kind of gearing back up. They're ready to go back to substitute teaching. I've already had several schools call. We'll see how that works out. I've had a couple of absences popped up on SubAlert, not ready to accept yet because I've got a couple of other things on. Exciting for me, too, because high school volleyball season starts, so I'm looking forward to getting back to refereeing. I wanted to do this episode forever. Thought about it maybe six weeks ago, but it was right in the heart of summer, and I was hoping maybe since I don't know if you'd put it in the controversial category, but it's certainly going to be one that some people are going to say, Greg, I can't believe you're saying this. Greg, I totally disagree with you. And that's really kind of what I want. I want you to tell I want to tell you my opinion, and then you feel free to discuss it. Here's what I'm going to do, though. I'm going to speculate first. I'm going to tell you where I think bell ringers came from. Then I am going to tell you, as a substitute teacher who substitute taught at nine different schools, all nine of which use bell ringers, I'm going to tell you what my observations have been. And then lastly, I'm going to tell you maybe there's something that we can embrace, that we're refusing to embrace that will help get your classes begun each morning. And of course, this will work with substitute teachers as well as teachers. So that's what we got cooking today. All right. I was in school, I guess, from 1964 through 1976. You are correct. There were no bell ringers. We actually used that time to socialize. Didn't have social media. We probably socialized in a little bit different way because we actually talked to each other. I will agree in the schools that have no restrictions on smartphones, at least at the beginning of class or between classes, I should say. You know, you go in a classroom and most people are on the smartphone. They're not actually talking. A lot of them, probably the majority of them are actually talking while they're on their smartphone. So things have certainly changed. I'm guessing, here's my speculation in where bell ringers came from. Somebody, I'm going to guess, thought of that cute phrase first, and then they said, what can I put with this to make this a cute, catchy thing for all the teachers to do? 
bell ringers. Here's what it's going to be. It's going to be some kind of short, let's face it, guys. I Are you bold enough to call a bell ringer an assignment? Or is it just busy work? Now, some of you that have well thought out the process, maybe you have your bell ringer set up so that if the student doesn't do it, they are lost in the class. You know, I would say, I don't know if I want to call that a bell ringer, just call it the beginning of class. Here's what our goals are today. But I think somebody just thought that was a cute word to say, and now all of a sudden, I don't know if it's in your policies, but I was actually shocked when I went to a high school, and some of them have told me that bell ringers are required at the high school. Are you kidding me? Bell ringers required at the high school. Why don't we just teach something unique that first few minutes? And at the same time, why don't we let those kids be kids and enjoy each other's company right around the time the bell rings until the teacher gets things together. My observations have been this. When I go into a classroom and everybody's supposed to be working on a bell ringer, nobody is working on a bell ringer. Now, part of that is because there's a substitute teacher. In fact, teachers, let me go on a little side note right now. And I know this from being a full-time substitute teacher. When you put your substitute teacher folder together, don't make it busy work. If kids realize all you're giving them is busy work, that some of them are going to finish before the class is halfway over, you've really put your substitute teacher in an uncomfortable situation. Now we got to figure out what to do with the rest of class or what to do with the students that finish first, all that kind of thing. We want to teach what you were going to teach. Now, maybe we'll do it differently. Maybe you'll have us read a little bit more. Maybe you'll have us do some assignments. Maybe you'll actually put the assignments in Google Classroom. We have the opportunity to do that. But don't just give us busy work to give them. They know that. They hate that. So don't do that. At the same time, I am of the opinion that everywhere I have been, bell ringers are just busy work. There's something that is thrown out, given to the students. You've got to get this done. You have to have it finished before I'm ready to start class. Some of you have added some muscle to it. Some of you have made it part of their grade where they turn it in maybe in Google Classroom That bogs the students down, that bogs the teachers down, and my observation is most of the teachers let it go. They just give you a grade anyway, whether, I'm sorry to say this, whether you did them or not. It's just easy for them to go down and put everything in bell ringers. They've got goes for their class They don't want a bell ringer to drag down the class. Somebody that is a habitual bell ringer breaker, well, they'll work something out with them. You know, I thought the original idea with the bell ringer is to keep them occupied until the teacher gets back in the classroom. 
I don't know if it really has anything to do with learning, does it? What Wasn't it just like a stopgap thing? Have you ever put anything really that meaty in a bell ringer that this student's got to do this because it's a key part of their education? If you have, that's not what I'm seeing. That's not what the students are doing. And especially with substitute teachers, you kind of put us in an uncomfortable spot because we have to try to insist they do something that they hate to do because more than likely it doesn't even have anything to do with the class. So my observation has been of the nine schools I've subbed at, bell ringers aren't working at any of them. Okay, now I will tell you this, even the places that have bell ringers, quote, quote, written into their protocol and their standards, some of the teachers still aren't using them. In fact, I'm going to say it, some of the teachers aren't using bell ringers and then just using that column in their infinite campus to give everybody a perfect score on bell ringers. Kind of picks their class up a little bit. So as long as they behave, they're giving them the bell ringer grade. So I don't know. I don't think bell ringers are working. Now, I've got kind of a radical change that I think might be useful in our generation. What did we not have in my generation? Phones that we could bring to the classroom. What did my daughter, when she was in high school, I can't remember if my sons were like this too, what did they not have? They didn't, even them, they didn't have smartphones. They had flip phones. They did have phones. You couldn't do that much on them. The texting was very cumbersome. It's not as easy as it is now. But I am a big believer in embracing technology. I want to use technology as long as I can afford it. I want to use it every chance I get. Kind of a standing joke in my family there for a long time. I was the guy that always had the biggest TV, always had the latest technology in the TV, had a portable VCR before they were even popular. That sounds ancient now, but I've always been one to embrace technology. Why don't we embrace technology now? If you still want to call it a bell ringer, call it a bell ringer. But maybe we need another little gimmicky phrase to use and have the students use their smartphones at the beginning of class. Maybe we can channel that into something useful in the class. I'm a big believer of letting the kids leave the smartphones out on their desks anyway and figuring out a way to work it into the classroom situation so that they can use it productively. Is it distracting to use a smartphone for non-school purposes in class? Sure it is. Was it distracting back in my day when we instead talked during class? Was it distracting when I snuck in a radio and put a little one-piece headphone in my right ear and actually listened to baseball games during the World Series when I was in school? Yeah, it was distracting. I still made sure I got my work done, but 
figure out a way. Quit saying that you can't use your smartphones in class. Be somebody that embraces that technology. Do it with a bell ringer first. Try this. Let me use history as a, an example. You know, you can find examples in every area. In fact, maybe, maybe non-history would be better because it would be a little bit more challenging. But what about if we had the kids come in, had some kind of smartphone exercise where either you give them a topic or they just find a current event of the day Put, put it in their own words rather than copy and paste. You know, build some meat into this challenge. Don't just let them copy and paste articles. Have them read an article at the beginning of the class right on their smartphone. Have them enter their analysis or their synopsis, maybe just a summary, right on their smartphone. Submit it to you through Google Classroom right on their smartphone. Figure out a way to embrace that technology. Get away from making a bell ringer, a beginning of the class project, being something that they just feel like they have to do because it's busy work. Figure out ways to incorporate smartphones into this beginning of the class. Maybe you can be make it some type of challenge. Maybe you can have a partner of the day, or maybe you have a study partner set up in your classroom and you have them, not so much a debate, but try to have them write differing opinions on the same article. Maybe they found an article, they disagree on it, have them put their different opinions in there. Maybe they could turn it in as one. You know, get them, have them do it honestly. No copy and pasting, no, you know, editorials, nothing like this. But definitely their own opinion would be great. But let's get away from the old-fashioned Quasimodo style bell ringer of the past. No more paper no more insistence. Let them be kids when they first get there, but maybe incorporate, you know, the, the smartphone, whatever gadgets they like to use. Maybe they'd prefer to use a Chromebook if they have one. Have them do that the first five minutes of class. Find out ways to make these challenges as technology-based as possible, we're in it. We might as well live it. And if we've got the technology to make our lives better, let's incorporate it into the classroom to make the classroom better, to help it enhance the learning process. But by all means, the beginning of class, around the time the bell rings, let those kids be kids and enjoy each other's company and build on their social interaction that's so important when they get out on their own.